0: Welcome to Church Talk. Today we have Rachel Francis in conversation with Pastor Pridji on how to handle hurts in church and in the process how to grow and achieve our God-given potential to the full. Stay tuned.
1: Greetings in Jesus' name. Welcome to Church Talk podcast. We are really excited to have uh, our dear friend Rachel Francis on this morning's podcast and I really believe that this conversation will be a blessing to you. If you are blessed by this podcast, make sure to share it with your church uh, worship team members, volunteers, those that are leading in different positions in your church. I'm sure that they will also be equipped and strengthened by this conversation. Welcome here, Rachel. Thank Thank you for agreeing to doing this. Thank you for having me. Uh, Could you just take a moment to greet our listeners and also, a uh, brief introduction of where the Lord has brought you over the last uh, few decades uh, to where you are right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, hey, everyone. It's so good to be on this podcast. Um, I'm Rachel, Rachel Francis, and I'm from Bombay. And uh, I have served in a church for over 13 years now. I came, uh, found this community when I was 19. And to sum it up, it, they they really saved my life, you know. Uh, like God really uh, facilitated that through them. And so over the past 13 years I think um, I've really grown to uh, just receive love as a family and uh, give love as a family. God has like healed so many aspects of my relationship, my um, my perception of the church and through that I'm I feel like now, um, I'm able to um, really rest and uh, and serve with an ease and receive ah. love with an ease. Wow. So I think that would be my uh, introduction. Really, I mean, there are different roles that I do,
2: mm. and
0: some some people know me as, I guess, worship leader, etc. But I think mm. uh, I would say, uh, you know, it's it's just great to be part of God's
1: family. Wow! So beautiful, uh, Rachel. You know, not everybody enjoys that. Uh, you know affection from the church at the first go when they come to the church, there are people who of course sometimes judge them, or there may be preconceived notions that we walk in with and then we, we don't get what we want and then we you know get upset with that uh, church or that community. Um, yeah. What would be your uh, uh, recommendation for somebody who is like hurt with the church and yeah. going through a process of uh being away from God because yeah, of what right. the church is doing or what the yeah. church had done in their past.
0: Right, right. Uh, I mean, this is such a sensitive thing to even talk about. Mm. Uh, and I really think about this a lot and how to word these things
2: too.
0: Mm. Um, and I would say, from my experience, um, there have been ways in which the church has really wounded me mm. in the past, you know. Um, but this is my prayer for, I think, every single person that is in any way um, serving or know as a church, is that we would we know this, but it's so hard to put in practice, is that um, a lot of our, we've heard this, but I'll say it again, a lot of our wounding comes through relationships, Mm. but healing comes through relationships, you know? And I would say for me, it has been, all my healing has come through relationships in Mm. the body. Mm. So I would say, firstly, if you are in a position where you are hurt by the church, I would say, I'm sorry mm. that mm. the church hurt you mm. and that you were not treated. Mm. And, uh, if you've gone through abuse or you've been, um, you know, rejected,
2: mm. sorry. Mm. And
0: I think that is one thing. Firstly,
2: mm.
0: I think the church has to learn to say, right. Right. I think we have to admit at some point that because we are human, mm. you know, we have not uh, treated people yeah. the way we are supposed to right. and we have covered up abuse mm. you know just because it's uncomfortable to go there Yeah. so I feel that is I think the responsibility of us of me as a leader mm-hmm. to acknowledge that mm. but also I, I want to encourage you that you know uh, for anybody that's that's um, um, hurt or um, you were not treated right that we are praying for you mm-hmm. and we need you mm. And I hope and pray that you're able to find a community mm. that loves you for who you are because we're out here. Right. You right. know? And I'm so grateful because I was that person.
2: Mm.
0: I was that person. So I'm so grateful to God, truly, that I found a community that loves me.
2: Wow. Wow.
0: Because, you know, there are so many godly people
2: mm.
0: that have been hurt.
2: Mm.
0: And it's not just that they want submissive even Mm. you know Mm. and so I feel like again for me to be in this position Mm. was truly the goodness of God and the people that were over me Mm. you know that covered me
2: Mm.
0: and held me through the pain Mm. through the trauma and I feel like i this is not a brag I wouldn't you know I'm just being honest like your church Mm. does that so well Mm. pastor like so many people have told me Mm. and it just like reconfirms this and brings me so much healing that Mm. there is so much healing yeah there is so much healing, so I would say, you know, uh just know that I want to acknowledge your pain, but I also want to say that there is healing, yeah, and there are communities, and uh I know you will find one,
1: wow, yeah, just because some of them have been bad or some people in that one church has been uh you know rude to you or demeaning to you. it doesn't mean that all of them are bad, right it doesn't mean that God's love for you has ever been reduced right. because sometimes when we look at the abuse or the hurt we directly equate it with mm. the the god that they right. worship and That's and true. we say okay if this is the god they worship and if this right. is the character they bring forth yeah. then I, I i don't want anything to do with this yeah. god uh, in spite of Absolutely. what we are experiencing god is still love god he is, is uh, the author of grace and mercy and and um, that's that's beautiful how you mentioned Absolutely. that you know there it's are in... so many
0: communities, mm. so many communities mm. that are channeling the love of God.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. In
0: in the way they're supposed to in right. in, in in a healthy way, mm. you know. And and there are a lot of them. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: yeah. Like like you mentioned, ju- even though you get wounded in relationships, your yeah. healing also comes in relationships, in conversations when you open up, when you're being vulnerable. I want to know from your perspective, for somebody who is looking for a church, mm-hmm. somebody who is in this process of having hurt or having been rejected and looked down upon in the in the past, if they are looking for a church, what are some of the markers by which they they should know that, okay, this is the church where I, I can um, grow, this is the church where I can be loved, this is the mm-hmm. church where I can be taught and I can... Uh, achieve my fullest God given potential. So what are some of the markers that that you would recommend for me to uh, keep in my mind to, you know, to have the confirmation, not to grade a church, but to know what is okay, this is this is the church where I can go to?
0: Yeah, I would say, God, firstly, Mm. the way the the Holy Spirit is leading you. Mm. I think that is just the base of everything right it's it's and the lord will speak Hmm. he will speak to us and tell us i think that would be the number one thing i know for a fact that i was called to this community Hmm. you know i think that is the number one thing i think apart from that it's the way it's it's a lot of things honestly like you could talk about but i would say the way they treat the people that can't give them anything Hmm. Hmm. and it's it's like uh uh, a church that is a family, mm. you don't have to earn your stay there.
2: Right, right.
0: And it, it is not your potential mm. that gives you the right to be a part of it. Mm. So when you're accepted for who you are, mm. but also uh, you're not a- enabling sin or abuse of any form. Mm. I mm. would say these both, the, these two things mm. for sure. Mm. Definitely one that uh, believes in the word of God. Mm. You know, and it's, and and the word of God and um, hosting his presence is yeah. not um, like a side dish. Right. You know, right. Where that's the point of it. Mm. And um, I, I would say one that uh, really honors every single person, um, no matter what economic status they come from. Right. That would be another marker for mm. me personally, from what I have seen and, mm. and learned. And this is, again, things we've tried to grow into as a community. Yeah. yeah. So these things, uh, you know, and honestly, community, it's not easy. It's never supposed to be. It's going to be hard. Mm. And Mm. there have been days where it's been hard, but it's been holy and it's been God ordained. So as a Christian, I can be a part of the church Mm. and, you know, just crack jokes on Sunday and laugh and that's great. And, Mm. you know. Praise the Lord, everybody,
2: mm.
0: and just go home. Mm. And that's actually, like, that would be, like, my great church experience. Mm. But the fun starts when you run out of jokes,
2: mm. you know? Because
0: right. right. <laughs> eventually you will run out of jokes. Yeah. Eventually you will have to get to know a person. Mm. So yeah. a place where you're allowed to get to know someone mm. and uh, they get to know you
2: mm.
0: in the context of your image mm. that God has, you know, uh, uh, in the context of what how God sees you. Yeah. You know and growing into that mm. where you're challenged where you're disciplined sometimes
2: mm.
0: because um people you know just to be very frank like they don't want you to perish right you know uh these things i would say mm. is mm. a marker the way the way they treat children mm.
1: yeah.
0: the way uh the way they treat women
1: yeah i mm. would say yeah wow wow that's amazing you know uh, sometimes our previous hurts and Uh, previous ways of looking at churches can come in the way of us receiving love. Even when somebody is showing love, somebody is genuinely interested in my life, I may find it hard to open up and be vulnerable and uh, allow that person to minister to me. Uh, So sometimes we build a wall around us. Even after we find a community, we just build a wall around us saying, okay, this far I will allow, and this far I will... Uh, give or do or serve Um, so what would you suggest to somebody who is struggling with that um, past hurt and not able to connect with their current community because of that how can you break that wall to go I'm so glad
0: you asked me this and it comes down to I think what um, Bangalore Revival Center carries which is consistency Mm. I would say read the data Mm. you know because for me I would say for sure if you're in a church you know I I can I won't share everything with someone.
2: Mm.
0: I will take my time with it. That's how God ordains it. Mm. You know, you have to earn the trust of mm. your congregation. You have to earn the trust of your team, right. of the people.
2: Mm.
0: And once you see someone being consistent in their love for you,
2: mm.
0: maybe there's something there. Right. You know. Right. And I would say, again, when someone's loving you with diligence, mm. is uh, is committed to you. Mm. I think over a period of period of time read the data yeah,
2: yeah you know
0: read it and maybe give it a second thought mm, mm. and but then another thing i've learned is you know you can't really force someone to heal
2: yeah mm.
0: you can't really force someone to open up True. uh but i i pray i pray that uh we we as a church are able to love this generation with a diligence mm. you know with the consistency yeah Without manipulation, mm. the way Jesus does, yeah. and I pray that we're able to create an environment mm. where people can receive and open up. Mm. So I would say take your time for sure, mm. but understand that when there's data, maybe you know, mm. uh, it's it's God revealing right. to you right. that right. hey, you're safe. Yeah. So I think it's a very courageous thing to open up, open up your heart. But once you find people, um. Once you find people that are are loving you with the love of God with mm. the diligence, mm. then you know um, you should allow God mm. to move through you yeah. with that courage. Because at the end of the day, I think allowing yourself be, to be loved,
1: right, you know, right. is
0: um, is in so many ways um, as worshiping God too. True, you know. So True. that's what I feel.
1: You know, uh, on the other side, when when I think about our leaders or our ushers or pastors even, you know, or who are on the giving side right. in the church, sometimes we feel we are not equipped enough to handle everything. You know, yeah. there are issues that, you know, are brought out, you know, sure. abuses that are mentioned yeah. and traumas that we don't always feel qualified to address immediately. Yeah. And sometimes uh, we, we just withdraw from the person it's or we so have... Far. We have a judgmental attitude, or you know, yeah. we just immediately jump to solutions or correction mode. Um, what would you recommend for leaders who who really want to help? It's not like they have yeah. a bad intention; they really want to serve, they really want to love. Yeah. Uh, how would Jesus do this? How would right. Jesus serve the woman at the well, or somebody who is you know shattered uh, through life? How what what would be the Jesus model of ministering to somebody? Wow. Uh, coming from an abused environment.
0: I mean, I'm so gr- grateful that you even asked these questions. I think asking these questions mm. first in our yeah. own church, mm. you know, and just admitting that we we don't know how to solve every severe Everything. drama, yeah. you mm. know. I think, especially for me, because I am also... Um, so, part of my story is uh, I was abused as a child, mm. and uh, God brought a lot of healing mm. through that. And mm. for the past eight years, mm. it's again God, so I'll say it. I've spoken to over 50,000
2: mm.
0: uh, young kids about mm. sexual abuse awareness and prevention, mm. and mm. how abuse has no hold over their future, right. you know, and how mm. it's powerless over their futures. Mm. So, I have come across a lot of like uh, young people who uh, have uh, been abused, mm. you know, men and women, and they've shared with me mm. in churches and even in, uh, you know, more secular places.
2: Mm.
0: And uh, so there is, I have, I have done a course, you know, I've um, I've learned, but I'm mm. not a psychologist. Mm. And I have to recognize that, okay, um, for sure that like God is going to bring healing and I'm gonna yeah. facilitate that. Mm-hmm. And all healing comes from his throne. Yeah, But at the same time, uh, you know, there are aspects of uh, trauma, that maybe I don't have the language for, right. and getting professional help is yeah. something that's important. Mm. And we as a church should explore this mm. in the, uh, you know, in a way that's led by the Holy Spirit,
2: right. you know, right. and
0: and and min- administered by people that are filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. I think there is a lot of space there, yeah. you know, because uh, um, of course, you know, one prophetic word can
1: sort a sort lot of things
0: a lot of things but god works in so many different ways yeah. you know there's process and there's a moment there's kairos mm. there's all these different things and yeah. understanding uh, looking at it in a holistic way
2: yeah
0: and being like okay i'm uh, you know uh, as a pastor as a leader um god has put this person in my care mm. and mm. sometimes we take our kids to the doctor mm. you know and that's okay so mm. just knowing uh, how to go about that
1: yeah you know yeah would be good sometimes we really um, underestimate the value of professional help. we 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 think that uh, because we are anointed because we are uh, you know uh, the carriers of god's voice his word you know we nobody can add any more to it and that's where paul says we we are a body we we need the hand we need the feet we need the uh, organs that are hidden not on the stage you know right. we need those that are not necessarily always celebrated right. and when we learn to acknowledge that there are other parts of the body and you may need external help Absolutely. Uh, uh, let's say that your church doesn't you know uh, do a lot of deliverance find a church that Absolutely. does deliverance if, if your church doesn't yes. do a lot of counseling find a counseling center that you know can provide yes. that services for your people and um, even yeah, train some true. of your people uh, towards that. Uh, when you see that there is a consistent pattern of right. uh, such kind of people walking into our church, you know, right. instead of just saying, "Okay, uh, you know, I I have all the answers," or right. "We'll we'll figure it out along the way," it 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 is it is definitely um, mature to bring in help or to go out absolutely. seeking for help and
0: absolutely. That just reminds me, if I could share about like uh even over the past few years you know one of the reasons why i've even been able to grow in my understanding of different aspects is because i've been able to glean from different churches mm-hmm. you know and i feel like sometimes what you said is so powerful is that definitely there are some aspects of uh, uh the manifestation of of god that i need to receive from other churches yeah you know mm-hmm. and i think that's 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 a key for sure
1: yeah That's very necessary. I feel that, you know, sometimes we have that Elijah attitude that says, I'm the only one. Uh, There's nobody else worshipping God. Nobody else doing this right. (laughs) Only I know how to, you know, answer this. And um, the more we understand that the church is not just one tiny church, but it is the body of Christ, it becomes so easier to cooperate and to learn and receive. Uh, Rachel, from your experience, like when when somebody wants to serve within the church and, and they have been um, part of a church for some time and they want to serve in a church, um, what are some of the things that you feel uh, we need to personally work on uh, before we begin to or desire to serve in the church? Yeah. Because uh, I've seen that a lot of people come into the church to serve with a lot of expectations and then... Uh, sometimes those expectations are not met. Sometimes they're not appreciated enough. Sometimes they don't get the stage the way they thought yeah. they would, and the uh, you know the yeah. at the time that they thought they would. And uh, so, how do we manage those expectations even in our own head before we try to serve? What should be our motivation to serve, uh, especially in the context of a local church?
0: I would say when I came and I was nineteen, uh, I was um, really broken teenager. And I so wanted to serve. Mm. I was like, I'm ready to do this and that. But you know, I actually just needed to receive. Mm. And um, I mean, uh, what I mean by that is, you know, when you're, we have to really uh, figure out our motive for serving too. Mm. Like, why Mm. do I want to serve? And sometimes that could be one aspect that I feel like talking about is that, you know, it it makes me uncomfortable when I have nothing to give. It Mm. makes me feel, maybe it makes me feel useless.
2: Mm.
0: Maybe it makes me feel like I don't have any worth. Mm. And if your worth comes from the fact that you're serving.
2: Wow, yeah.
0: You know, then you will all, you will never receive. Right. And I'm so grateful. And which is why even to anyone that's like young and and listening, or, you know, even someone who's just joined church, like enjoy the generosity of God and receive. Right. Like maybe there's this season We, the way we want you to serve is just receive the love, yeah, yeah. receive the f- fullness,
2: mm. receive
0: the wholeness that the body carries mm. and let us just love you. Yeah. And I think that's the most powerful thing. Like when you're you've just met the Lord and you've you found this community is to be like in this space and be like, OK, I, I'm here. Mm. This is my home. Mm. And of course, I will serve. But it's not because of my serving that it's my home. Right. So I think really understanding like it comes down to identity mm. which is like I am a daughter of this mm. home mm. and you know, I think when you start serving from a place of I am a daughter
2: mm. and
0: I will serve or I am a son mm. uh, you know, and I will serve uh, then it doesn't matter what you do, how you do, who sees it whatever, it doesn't yeah. matter
2: mm. And You I think, take ownership of yeah, it Yeah,
0: you just take ownership and it's not like if your worth is not coming with how you're serving and how it's received mm. then you're just able to serve with so much ease Yeah, and it doesn't matter
2: mm.
0: you know it doesn't matter if i'm i'm doing a role for like the next 10 years like for me right now i feel like i'm um, you know transitioning out of worship mm. leading mm. so i might do it for maybe another year mm. but i think like god's taking me into something else mm. and if i get into this mode but god like this is you know you're using me here etc mm. then you know um that becomes an idol
2: yeah mm.
0: and it becomes again this need to kind of um be the savior and right. be like no god let me tell you how i'm going mm. <laughs> to bless the earth and god's like no you mm. did a you did your job that that was an assignment right so whatever role that god has called us in mm. you know um just embracing that and re- recognizing that for me the one of the most beautiful seasons was a vulnerable thing to be like okay i don't have much to give this community right now because i need the healing so receiving that healing and then from that identity of knowing my worth in this community is just because of who i am wow mm. the way i serve will be mm. effortless wow. because it will cool. not matter yeah so i think that would be just like Going back to the motive of it and recognizing right. that maybe you want to serve because you don't feel worthy of the love that the people are giving you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
1: Wow, that's that's really powerful, and if we can get that sorted out, then yeah. then we can serve with a light heart, with a clean heart, with a, a clear mind. Uh, Rachel, you you've been in the church for so long, and you've been uh, blessing the church with your presence, with your in a ministry, with your worship leading, and even with your desire to write songs and how the Lord has used you in that area. Uh, so give us a encouragement for those who want to create content uh, for the body of Christ. Some of them may be preachers, some of them may be uh, just songwriters, or uh, just do things that will add value to the body of Christ. It could be just a video that they want to produce, a movie that they want to make. Um, how can we do it in such a way that it it is going to um, bless the church and not just necessarily uh, make me famous to the church or make me more attractive to the church it's not just about me uh, but it's about the the message that god has given us and how can this be a blessing to the to the church you know in general um, beyond my four walls beyond my community how can it be a blessing to the church
0: i would say something that i've been learning and god's been teaching me is that ignore perception completely okay that's my take on it Mm. and what i would what i what i mean by that is not to not take feedback Mm. but we're before the throne room Mm. like that is our posture Mm. so people can look at content a certain way And there are metrics and algorithms, and that's Mm. great. And 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 again, like I don't want to. There's a lot of shame around that too. Mm. You know, like a lot of people assume that oh, you're making content, you're just making it for, Mm. you know, because you want to be famous and things like Mm. that. So definitely break that shame in the name of Jesus. But also recognize that we're doing it for the like it's for Him, Mm. right? So the ways in which people perceive me and perceive my music or perceive my content is not something I have to take Mm. on my shoulders Mm. like I just have to obey God and Mm. do what he's telling me to do
2: right
0: and I think like um if if I continue to do that Mm. with diligence Mm. you know if I continue to do that then it becomes something more sacred Mm. than just um you know it becomes something very sacred Mm so it doesn't really matter i know a lot of people now i guess know me because of my songs mm. but the ways in which god is leading me i don't know if i'll you know have those metrics in the future right, or right. etc and and i don't ever want to base my art or anything i do mm. on hey how will people receive it yeah like that is just uh, you don't want to go that mm. down that road So much more because you carry the presence of God. Yeah. You know, so I just need to release it and just know that whether it's two people or five people, Mm. I am going to kneel and whatever that kneeling looks like in terms of my art, Mm. I'm going to release that. Right. And it's for the throne room. It's on the internet, Mm. but it's for the throne room. Yeah. It's for him. Mm. So just resting in that, right? Mm. That people's perception or uh, the amount of influence or the scale of it does not give it its worth.
2: Yeah, mm. it doesn't. Mm.
0: It absolutely does not. Um, and that's not easy for us. Right, it's not easy even in the in Christian culture mm. because we have equated influence with character. We have equated influence wow. with God saying, "Yep, it's Him." Mm. We have equated it, mm. and I think God is healing that relationship mm. with uh, how we see influence right. and what it means because to me uh, you know i believe that so that's how i see it i'm like god this art is for you mm. like this is for you god it's right. it's it's communion between you and me mm. and if people like it great yeah if they don't that's okay too maybe it's not for this generation mm. maybe some of the content you're making right now is not for this generation mm. maybe it's for the coming generation
2: wow mm.
0: you know so having that perspective mm. it's not easy but when you when you sit in his presence and when Everything that you're making and doing becomes for him, like it's for him.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, it becomes easier to shed those uh, the tyranny of perception. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that that would be my advice.
1: Wow, that that's really really powerful, Rachel. To to get away from you know what people will uh, how people will respond, what they will say, and what will they uh, do to you know celebrate or to reject like, your content. Uh, that sometimes drive uh, our you know um, creativity and and Absolutely. that's so wrong and it's it's so good that you mention um, the throne room has to be your audience your right. the throne room has to be your motivation to create any kind of content and um, thank you so much for being on this podcast I'd really love for you to uh, just pray for our listeners and just speak whatever the Lord has put on your heart yeah, many sure. of our listeners are. Uh, pastors, leaders and young church planters and and we want to have a culture in our churches that uh, really honor the Lord and you know yeah. that builds a community that represents the body of Jesus so uh, yeah. just, just speak a word and just yeah. pray for us sure. uh, if you could
0: thank you for having me um, just grateful uh, even for this podcast um, and I'm just so grateful for what God is doing you know in the earth in Bangalore and so God I just thank you for everyone that's listening in I thank you God that in the midst of all the fear that's happening everywhere um, in different places I thank you that this is the greatest time to have ever lived because it is here God that you're going to release more than has ever been released in the past more of your goodness, more of your justice, mm. more of your love. And I pray we would come in alignment with you. Yeah. Everything we do, it would come in alignment with you, no matter what it looks like. Mm. I just feel led to pray for against fear. Mm. For everybody that's listening in. Um, everybody that's listening in from wherever, whatever you whatever role you're playing Mm. in church, I just Mm. break off fear. Fear off of us in the name of Jesus, off our leadership. Mm. I pray that we would rest in your arms, God,
2: Mm. and
0: allow you to lead us. Yes. Even right now, Mm. I thank you, God, that you are a healer. Yeah. And in this year, God, that we will see more of your healing than yeah. ever before. Yeah. That we will see more of your justice than ever before. Mm. I just pray for every young person that is shaky, shakily trying to do something for you. God, mm. I pray that they would find communities that are able to serve their vision. Yeah, I pray that there would be communities just like this one mm. that would host God, your presence, and be able to honor you and each other, Father. I just mm. pray for every young church planter, God. Mm. God, I pray that we would be so rooted in you. And I just mm. declare this word that I sense is that um, the seed that dies and then becomes roots. Yeah. I thank you, God, that every single one of us, mm. in the way we serve you, in the way we make what we make, mm. that we are the origin of forests.
2: Yeah, amen. That
0: amen. we are creating a landscape and it's underneath. Mm. And whatever's happening on top, our people's perceptions of us and it doesn't matter mm. because we are in the underground yeah right. and god i pray that we would these root systems god would go deep
1: yeah would go
0: yes, deep Lord. father yes would go deep every seed every seed that it would go deep and we would change the landscape from the underground and so i pray we would we would settle in and and have a sense of ease in that god mm. that what we are doing truly people will never see and that's okay
2: yeah.
0: because they can never see what you are doing through us mm. god so god i pray that we would become that seed that dies yeah and go and goes deep yes, Lord. and creates an environment for forests for rain rainforests to flourish
2: mm.
1: yes jesus
0: thank you god and 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 lastly that we would as a body mm. understand that our root systems need to connect with each other there will be yeah. an interconnectedness yes, mm. that every isolation would be broken off and there would be an interconnectedness god mm. that we would connect with each other mm. and create an environment where we can call this generation into your fold amen amen
1: amen Amen. thank you so much rachel um if our listeners need to connect with you what's the best way uh, they can connect with you on social media or email or how what is the best way they, they can yeah as
0: of now i mean i'm on instagram and okay. rachel s francis is my handle so
1: amazing i'll leave the link for that in the show sure. notes thank you once again for being on this podcast
0: thank you so much for having uh, me
1: really really blessed by you sharing your experiences and how the lord has brought you so far thank,
0: thank you. you thank <laughs> you
1: friends if you're blessed make sure to let us know leave a comment uh make sure to head to our telegram channel and engage in the conversation there and we'd love to see and know what God is doing in your church and in your ministry. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you again next month with another episode on the Church Talk podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Hope you were blessed. Do visit pastorpriddy.com slash podcast to subscribe for more resources related to church and various topics.